Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Today we have the schos to learn dafchaf vav amud beis. We are in the middle of a discussion about having benefit, having hanah from something that that's usher that the Torah said not to be nehen from, not to benefit from. We said over a machloikis abaya and rava where Abaya said that the case in question is mutter, and Rava said it's Aser, but the Gemara had explained that there are two versions of what Abaya and Rava were arguing about. The Lishna Kama, the first version, is that they're arguing about a case that the Gemara calls Efsher Veloy Mechavin. Efsher meaning that the Hano was avoidable. It was possible to avoid the Hanoah, but it was loy mechavein. The person had no intention, was not intentionally benefiting. And where Abaya said mutter and Rava said Aser, the Lishna Basra, the second Lashon and Avchafei says that this Machleikis Abaya and Rava is about loy efsher v'kamechavein, the flip side where there was no choice, there was no other option other than to experience this hana, but the person is intending to experience the hana. So on the one hand, there's a makayim heter here because there was no choice, but on the other hand, the person is being mechaven to have hana. So the Gemara is going to bring a case now, Benoigea to Egla Arufa, and we will see as we learn it what the Gemara's um, raya is to one side of one of these Lashainas. So the Gemara talks about a case of Egla Arufa. Egla Arufa, again, is the case of a, uh, a dead body that was found, of a person, of a Yid, that was found outside of a city. There's a whole process of measuring the distance to the cities so that we know which city is responsible for this travesty of a person being killed because we don't know the individual that killed him. So we, the Zikainim, the elders of the city in question, do this ceremony called Egla Arufa in which they they kill a calf in a specially prescribed way that's prescribed by the Psukim. And this Egla that's chosen, this, there are certain dinim of this Egla. And one prominent din of this Egla is that it has to be Asher Ubadba. It has to be that it was never used to work. It was never used for work. So the, the what we're about to learn is a description of when we consider the animal as having worked. Toshma, come in here. If you put the animal into a some kind of a, a, a brace or something where the animal is hooked in together with other animals, three or four animals could be together, similar to the way you would imagine, like when a wagon is being pulled by horses or a, 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 a plow is being pulled by cows, that, they, that they, a, a number of animals are hooked together to work together. But in this case, he put the animal into the rivaka, not for the purpose of working, but just maybe for it to be with its mother or for some other, for some other reason, but not because he was putting the animal to work. Vidosha and it threshed. In Misa, the animal, there was weed on the floor. Perhaps the other animals were threshing and this animal threshed along with them. Kshaira, the animal is still kosher. It's not considered that it worked. However, if the owner 
put the animal there with the intention. With the intention, I'm not sure if I mentioned, I'm three lines from the bottom on the Chavavam at Aleph. Three lines from the bottom of the Amid. But if the, if the intention here was, Bishvil Shetainak Vitidosh, if the intention here was so that the animal should nurse and thresh, in other words, I had to put the animal there because the animal needed to eat and its mother was there. So I hooked it in, in that, in that revoca so that it should nurse from its mother. But I was very pleased that it's going to thresh also because I also need a threshing job done. So then psula, then it's puzzle. Frakti Gemara, but over here, what do you have here? Deloy Efsher, there's no Breira, there's no choice. The animal has to nurse. But Vikamechavain, but it, it is, he is, he is having Kavana. He is intentionally, um, benefiting from the threshing job that this young animal is doing. Vikatoni Psula, and it says that it's possible. Now, this is the subject of the Machleka Sabaya and Rava and Achaf in the second Lashon, where it's Loi Efsher, Vikamechavin, where Abaya said Mutter and Rava said Aser, and over here you see Psula. Over here you see that it's, it's considered possible. Vikatoni Psula. Zokti Gemara, Shani Hasam, over there it's different. Because by Egla Arufa, the Torah says a very specific Nekuda, Dechsev, the Pasuk says, Asher loy ubad ba, that you, he had not worked with it, Mikol any kind of Avaida. In other words, this is not just Stam, don't have Hana. This is a specific criteria in the Pasuk that this animal has to not have worked. And the bottom line is, even if it's not called that you had Hana, Be'iser, but it is called that the animal worked. Frek di Gemara. If we are makbid about any kind of working whatsoever, so what about the first part? What about the ratio that says that that if you did not intend to be, benefit from the disha, from the threshing of the animal, it is kosher. But if we're worried about the the ubadba, so then it should be a problem. If so, even the ratio also should be a problem. So why did you say? It's only similar, it's similar to the following case. This Haloidamia, by the way, it sounds, it sounds a little in the flow like it's a kasha. I just turned the Amit, the Chavov Amit Beis. It's the, it's the Gemara's Teretz. The Gemara is saying, let me show you another case in another halacha where you see this model that this makes a difference whether or not you want to have the Hana or not. What are we talking about? So the Gemara here brings a Mishnah in Para. It's not about Egla Arufa, but rather it's about Para Aduma, which is the red cow that's used in order to purify, in order to be Metahir, a person from Tumas Mace. And the Pasuk says in Parshas Chukas about Para Aduma, it says that it has to not have had an oil, a yoke on it, which we understand to mean that nothing, it has to be that nothing has been on the back of this animal. However, the Mishnah says a fascinating thing. The Mishnah says it depends what was on its back. If a bird ended up, uh, uh, you know, you know, 
you know, standing there. The, the, a bird made this para into its pedestal for it to stand on. Ksheira, it's kosher. Why is it kosher? Because it's meaningless to the owner. The owner of the para does not really care that a bird was sitting on it. However, Allah, if a male animal went on it for the purpose of being able to grow the herd of animals, so this is something that in general a farmer is very happy, is very pleased about, that, is, that the value of his, of his buck or the value of his, of his flocks will grow. So, psula, then it's possible because then something was on top of this animal that the owner was nicha, the owner did want. So that's called, in a certain sense, it's called Allah Aleha oil that a yoke went onto it. So then it's possible. So you see again this idea that if the owner, if it's meaningless to the owner, then it's not considered that it was Allah Aleha oil. But if it's meaningful to the owner, then it is considered Allah Aleha oil. So similar by Paraduma. The first case of the, of the Bryce over there with the, with the, um, where he didn't intend, he didn't really need the animal to do disha. That wasn't important to him. So there we said kosher, but where he put the animal there and he thought to himself, ah, oh, gewaldig, I'm so happy the animal's going to be dush while it's nursing. So then, then we would say that it's a problem. But the Gemara wants to know, show me this in the psukim. Where do I see this concept? It says, um, the philosophy says, as we mentioned before, the Pasuk says, So show me this concept that it depends if it's, if, if, if it was intentional or not. My timer, what's the reason? Amar Rav Papa, Rav Papa said, there's two ways of describing the animal working. You could say Ovad, which means it worked. And Ubad, which means that you worked it. It was worked by someone. You know, it was like it was used by someone for work. Ovad, it worked. Ubad, it was used for work. And why is that important, that distinction? So Rav Papa says, this is uh, just delicious. Rav Papa says like this. Iksiv Ovad Vikarinon Ovad. Had the Pasuk been written Ovad, the animal worked. And the way we read it would also be Ovad, that the animal worked. So Ad Ovid Ba'iu. So then it would mean that the farmer worked Ovad. He worked. It worked. The farmer worked this, this animal. That's a, 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 a direct. So if the Pasuk would be written Ovad and the way to read it would be Ovad, then we would say that it's all, it all depends on if the farmer actually did the work with the animal and anything that happens by itself would not be considered Avoida. Now. Says of Papa, Iksiv Ubad, if it, the Pasuk would have said Ubad, which means it was worked, meaning, meaning like it happened by itself, it, Mamela happened, it was worked, it Mamela happened, and if it was written Ubad, and Vikarin on Ubad, and the way to read it is Ubad, 
So afilu memela nami. So then, no matter what, even if it worked memela and the farmer wasn't involved at all, it just happened, then you would also have a problem. It would also make it puzzle because it was ubad. It, it was worked. It it worked. Even though he, the farmer didn't lahed you go ahead and do it, but the bottom line is the animal did it. In, in other words, the work came out of this animal. So. So again, if the word is avad, it's written avad and pronounced avad, then the only time it's going to be usher is if the farmer is standing there working the animal. If it says ubad and it's pronounced ubad, so then even without the farmer, any work that comes out of this animal, that's produced by this animal, whether it's intentional or not intentional, will be a problem. It was, it, it worked. It was worked. It, the work came, work, work was produced by it. However, the MS is that it's not written and pronounced the same way. Now that the Pasuk says Ovad, Ayin Beis Dalad, the way the Pasuk is written is Ovad, which sounds like the farmer is there working it. And, but the way we read it, the Nekudais are Ubad, that it was worked. In other words, that work was produced, but Lavdafka through the hand of the farmer. So, then we say that there's some kind of connection here. We have to find the middle ground between Ovad, which is Mashma, he worked. In other words, that the farmer was directly involved in producing with this animal, um, Avoida, producing work, and Ubad, which is Mashma, that work just was produced by the animal, even without the involvement or participation of the farmer. So we say it's a middle case. We say as follows, we say, Ubad Dumyodavad, that the work that's produced by the animal is only going to be a problem with the type of work that's similar to work that would be produced when the, when the farmer is intentionally working the animal. Ubad Just like when the farmer is intentionally working the animal. So this is something that the farmer wants. Af Ubad So to by Ubad, we say that it's going to be usser if it's nicha to the owner, if the owner is happy, if he's intentionally um, benefiting from it. So then we'll say it's usser. So therefore, that explains the the brisa that we started with. That if the owner didn't care at all whether or not it threshes, so then it's ubad. It's just being produced by the animal. It was worked, but it's but it, and 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 has nothing to do with ava. The farmer. It's like the farthest thing from something that the farmer was doing. But the second case where the farmer was like, "Oh, I'm so happy the animal is threshing." So then it's ubad, it was produced by the animal. It's, it, memela was, came out of the animal. It wasn't done, you know, in an, in an intentional working way like ovad. But because the owner was happy about it, he was nichale, it does have a parallel, a similarity to when the animal, when the owner of the animal rolls up his sleeves and puts the animal to work because in both cases it's the intention of the owner of the animal so that's the case that will be usher
Getting back to what this was a raya for, because there's a drasha from a pasuk, a special drasha from a pasuk by Egla Rufa of Asherloi Ubadba. So Memela, there is a heightened sensitivity to the work of the Egla Rufa that even though when it comes to regular dinim of Isure Hano, it's very possible that it would be mutter. In fact, Abaya would say that it's mutter according to the Lishna Basra. But by Egla Arufa, even Abaya will say that it's a problem because of the specific Zeres HaKosov of Asherloi Ubadba. Okay, we're a few lines down the Amr, Chavava Midbeis, Toshma, let's bring another Raya, Benoigeya, to benefiting from something that one should not benefit from. Aveda. If something was lost, so let's say, let's just take a case that fits with the case that's being brought here, a case, let's say, of a sheet or a towel or a tapestry, something that's pretty that could be spread out and enjoyed. Aveda, if a lost object, lo yishtechena, he should not spread it out, lo gabi mita, not on a bed, it would be a beautiful bedspread, and not on a mugud, which you know, for all intents and purposes is like a hanger, a place where you would hang up a baguette. So you can't put it on, or you can't drape it over a bed or put it onto a hanger. For his benefit. In other words, I was walking in the street. I found a beautiful tapestry. It looks beautiful. And I happen to be having company. So I want to hang it up. I'm taking care of it anyway. I might as well hang it up and be nana from it and benefit from this Aveda. But in the end, what I'm doing is I'm benefiting from something that doesn't belong to me. And that's not, that's not allowed. However, avol shaitcha, but one can spread it out, litzarcha, for the purpose of the tapestry or the sheet itself, because begadim many times do need to be aired out in order to be maintained properly. And when I find this aveda, there's an Indian to maintain it, that it shouldn't deteriorate under my watch. So if it's litzarcha, if it's for the purpose of the... If it's for the purpose of the Aveda itself, so then I should spread it out. You could spread it out for its purpose on a bed or on a hanger. Now, let's say guests come. So now I have a need for this benefit I have a need to, to, that I want my house to look fancy. So, you should not spread it out. Not on a bed. And not on a hanger. Not for its purpose and not for his purpose. In other words, don't even hang it up because I want to ear it out. Because Lemaisa, I am going to be benefiting from it. And since I am going to be benefiting from it, that's not appropriate. And this is Mamisha case of the uh, second Lasha in Andat Chaf Hei Yomud Beis, where it's Loi Efsher V'Kamachavim. There's no choice because the Beged needs to be aired out. So there's no other way to do it. I have to spread it out. But... The, uh, but, but I am, I'm, I'm having company. I am uh, planning on benefiting from people seeing this gorgeous tapestry hanging in, in my house. 
So that you're not allowed to do. Perhaps you have to wait until the company leaves or something like that in order to air it out because that would be benefiting from something that doesn't belong to you. So you see, it seems very, very clear, like Ravo, who says that when a case of lo yafshir v'kamachavin is aser. Zakti Gemara, no, you're misunderstanding why you're not allowed to hang it up. In terms of benefiting from something that's not yours, it would be fine. The issue is, Shani Hasam over there, it's different to Kalila, because you're burning it up. What do you mean you're burning it up? That's the Gemara's way of saying that there's some, in some manner, you're damaging it by hanging it up for guests to see. How are you damaging it? Imishum Eino Bisha. Either because of Ayin Hara, that the company will will admire it and perhaps give it an ayin hara, be jealous of it, and that can draw unwanted ruchnius attention to it, and it could cause some kind of damage to it. Or a more down-to-earth issue, imishum ganvi, you have this company coming to your house, you know, who knows who they are, maybe if they see something um, sufficiently pretty, they'll just take it home with them. So don't take my tapestry and hang it up when when strangers are coming to the house. You know, that's that's not a responsible way to be watching my Aveda. So that's why over there you can't do it. But in general, it would not be Aser if it's Loi Esher, if there's no choice, because it has to be done with Tzarecha, then it wouldn't have been a problem if Agav, I am also benefiting from it. Finally, the Gemara brings Toshma, the Gemara brings Araya. People that sell clothing, and these clothing have klayim. These clothing, we know that you're not allowed to wear something that has wool and linen in it. But if someone is not wearing it in order to benefit from it, like a, like a suit that he, we wear clothing in order to benefit, but rather he's wearing it because that is the way the salesman sells his wares that he puts on a few layers of clothing. And that's like his walking, uh, showroom that he can, that he could sell begadim. So that is mutter to do, even though the, the clothing are klayim. People that are selling clothing, they can sell like their derech. They can sell them, in other words, by, by wearing the clothing. That's called the, that's the darkon, by wearing the clothing. However, he has to be careful, that he shouldn't intend in the sun, to be wearing these begadim, to protect himself from the sun. And in the rain, in order to protect himself, from the rain, he should not. In, he should not intentionally benefit from the clothing. So, if he's selling begadim that are shotness, so he can wear them just for the purpose of being his personal showroom, and but he should not intend to benefit from them. The Hatsnuim, but the Tsnuim, which are the Tzadikim who go Sadin, who go the extra mile to 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 do the Ratzin Hashem. So 
they mafshilum laachoreihem b'makol. They throw these clothing over a stick, which he puts on his shoulder, and it goes. It's like it's like the stick is is sticking out behind him with the clothing on it, so that they're not wearing the clothing. Mafshilum laachoreihem b'makol, but. Now, this is very, very interesting. It's true that these guys who are selling these begadim, so they do need to sell their begadim, but from the fact that it says that the tznuim put it on a stick, so you see that there is another alternative. You can't say loy efsher. It is efsher because there's another way. You could also do like the tznuim. So if you don't do like the tznuim and you're actually wearing the begadim, it's efsher. Okay, and it's because it says so I'm wearing the begadim, I'm selling these clothing, I'm wearing the begadim even though they're shatness I'll sell it to you, then you'll take out the shatness but I'm selling it with shatness in it and uh, and I could put it on a stick behind me, but it's easier for me to just wear it, so I'm doing that, but it is possible to avoid. And I'm not having enough from it. I'm not, it's not like I'm wearing it as a raincoat. I'm just wearing it in order to display my wares. So this is called Efsher. V'loy mechavin, I had another choice. I could have avoided this Hanah. But Lamaisa, I am not intentionally having Hanah. This is the subject of the Machlaikas, Abaya and Rava, according to the first Lashon of the Gemara. And you see here that it's Mutter, so it sounds like the Halacha is like Abaya. So the Gemara says, but over here, you could do like the Tznuim, and if it's not intentional, you see that it's Mutter. So tiyuvta leman demasni lishna kama derava tiyuvta. So it's a kasha, it's a winning kasha on the one who learns that Rava was talking about the example of the lishna kama, which is efsher veloi kamechaving. Okay. Let's move on. The next part of the Mishnah was Vilayasik boy was that you should not use chametz as a fuel for the oven. So on this topic, the Gemara discusses using Isurei Hano as fuel. Tanur Rabbana, we learned in a Braisa. Tanur, if you have an oven, Shehisikoi, that you fired it up, you heated it up, Beklipe Orla. With shells of Arla, with peels of Arla, I should say. So you have fruits of Arla, and the, which are Asurbano, you're not allowed to benefit from. And you took the peels of these fruits, and you used it as fuel for the fire that's heating the Tanur. Oi, Bekashin, Shalkloi HaKerem. Or with the stalks of grain, that were planted in a vineyard, the Kloi HaKerem. Um, so not the kernels of wheat themselves, but the stalks of the wheat. Okay, now both of these are Osir. By the Kloiim, the second case, even though it's not the grains themselves, it's still Osir Bahana, because when the Torah says that Klayim is Osir, it never says specifically the fruits of Klayim. It doesn't mention the Peri, so it sounds like the entire vegetation becomes Osir Bahana. By Orla, 
which we've mentioned several times is the first three years of a, of the fruits of a tree are aser ba'ana. Over there, it does say that it's the fruit that's aser, but the klipa, the peel of the fruit, is considered part of the fruit and is also aser ba'ana. So, Mamela, you have a problem. Tanur, if you have an oven, which are Osir Behano. Chadosh, if it's a new oven, Yutats, it needs to be smashed. Yashon, if it's an old oven, Yutsan, then it needs to be cooled off. What do we mean? So Rashi explains that if it's a new oven, a newly formed oven can easily fall apart. If it gets wet, it could fall apart. It's made out of earthenware. The way to harden it, to cure it, so to speak, is to fire it up. That first fire in the oven is like the makabapatish that hardens the oven and makes it into an oven. So if you, um, if somebody fired up an oven, with Isurei Hano, with Klipe Erlo, or Kashen Shel Klei HaKerem, and it was through these Isurei Hano that the oven became an oven, so then there is no other way to stop having Hano from it than to smash the oven, because the whole creation of the oven owes its thanks to these Isurei Hano. However, if the oven was already made, and it was already an old oven. Let's say you've been using it for three years, and and it, and and it was heated up with isurei hano. So certainly you can't have hano from it, but you could just wait for the oven to cool down and then reheat it with something else. So that's why the Brisa says chadosh if it's new yutats it should be smashed. Yashon if it's old yutsan it should be cooled off. What if you baked a loaf of bread in the in, in an oven that was heated with Isurei Hano? Rebbe Oimer Hapas Asura. Rebbe says that the bread is Usur because the bread was formed. The bread came into being through Isurei Hano. Certainly a Isur was violated. And therefore, if I'm, if I eat the bread, I'm, I'm in an, in an indirect way having Hano from the Klayim. That's the Shita of Rebbe. The Chachamim Oimrim and the Chachamim hold Hapas Muteres. The bread is mutter, even though, of course, you were not supposed to benefit from the Klipe Arla or the Kashin of Klay HaKerem. But the Chachamim say those things are not in the bread now. The bread is, was made, and when you, if you, if you eat the bread, you're not uh, violating having Hano from Isure Hano. Okay, so that's the Machlaikis, Rebbe and the Chachamim. Bishla al Gabi Gechalim. If he cooked on top of coals, in other words, if he waited until these Isure Hano were so burned up that they had turned into coals, so in that sense, they were perhaps no longer Isure Hano, Devre HaKol, Mutter, everybody holds that it's Mutter. Frakti Gemara, 
You just said that if it's new, it should be smashed. And if it's old, you should wait till it cools off. The Hotanya, but we have a Brisa that says differently. The Hotanya, Bein Chodosh, Ubein Yoshon Yutzan. We have a Brisa that says that whether it's new or old, it should be cooled off. In other words, we have a Brisa that says that even if you cured this new oven with Isurayana, all you have to do is wait for it to cool off and you can use it. So that's a big problem. It's not like our Brisa. Our Brisa said that a new oven, you have to smash because every time you use it, you're having Hana from the cured oven that was cured through the heat that was generated by Isurayana. Zakti Gemara loy kasha. Ha Rebbe v'harabonon. The Gemara says such a beautiful thing. Zakti Gemara, remember when we spoke about the bread and we said that Rebbe says that the bread is aser and the Chachamim say that the bread is mutter? So remember that we said that according to Rebbe, we say that it's considered that Isurei Hano now licked in the bread, it's it's sitting in the bread. But according to the Chachamim, the fact that it was baked through Isurei Hano doesn't mean that there's Isurei Hano in this bread. L'chaira, says the Gemara, the same machlekes will apply to the oven itself. And when the Brisa said that a new oven needs to be smashed, that part of the Brisa was going specifically Lishitas Rebbe, who holds that when something is created, formed, by burning Isurei Hano, then the entire thing becomes Isurei Hano. It's in the Isurei Hano are in the thing that was formed, whether it's bread or an oven, it's going to be the same din. So if we find another Brisa, and the other Brisa says that a new oven it's not a problem. Of course, don't do that. It was the wrong thing to do. We don't benefit from Isurei Hano. But now that this oven was cured through Isurei Hano, you can just wait for it to cool off. Clearly, that's the Shita of the Chachamim, the Shita of the Chachamim, who hold that, it, that when we were discussing bread, the bread doesn't become asr if it was baked through Isurehana. So when we're discussing an oven, an oven doesn't become asr when it's formed through Isurehana. So that's what the Gemara says. Loi kasha, it's not a kasha. Ha, Rabbi. The first rice that we mentioned that we began with is Rabbi. The ha, Rabbanon. And one is the Rabbanon. Sakti Gemara, one second. When would you say that? No, Zakti Gebara. I don't think even Rebbe would hold that the oven is a problem. Because when does Rebbe say that the bread is an issue? Rebbe says that the bread is an issue when the bread was baked through Isurei Hana. That means that the entire kayach of the heat that formed this bread was Isurei Hana. So Rebbe comes along and he answers it. But if I have an oven that was cured through Isurei Hana, and then I take other fuel, I go to my backyard and I take wood that was never Isurei Hana, and I reheat the oven, and I bake a piece of bread in it. I bake a loaf of bread. Think about it. Even if you say that in the oven is Isurei Hana, but that's only part of what's contributing to the baking of this bread. The new fuel, that's not Isurei Hano. 
that means that it's not directly coming from Isurei Hanok. It's coming from a combination where part of it is Isurei Hanok. Who says Rabbi Asr's in that case? Look at the beautiful Lushan of the Gemara. Eimer deshamet leila Rebbe. When do we have the shita of Rebbe? Mishum shvach eitzim bepas. Because you have the maila of the eitzim of Isurehano, of the wood, of the fuel of Isurehano in the bread. But zeva ze goyrim, if this and this is causing the bread to be baked, in other words, it's not directly isurei hano mi Did we ever hear that Rebbe would say that that's aser? The Gemara will go on to suggest a different machlekes, which we will see be'ezer Hashem next time when we learn Davchav Zayin Amaralaf. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including myrmakimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.